0: Drinking a LaCroix
1: and a face of satisfaction and delight. Oh, really? Oh, man. yeah. Oh, yeah. That I don't exists. believe it. I, gotta uh, I don't see think it. that that actually happens. I only drink LaCroix when there's nothing else liquid to drink. In
0: so. contrast to everything you said, it's, I think you are a closet LaCroix drinker.
1: I, uh, I am not a closet anything, but uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not a closet LaCroix drinker. Even though I have a LaCroix right there that I'm drinking, but that's the only.
2: You really are drinking a LaCroix? Because there's I am. absolutely nothing else?
1: There's no soda here.: I yeah. would
2: I would rather drink water.: I So don't.
0: here I am between two porters <laughs> and it is a big week for us at Outward Church.: Sure. It is 29. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are an Act 29 church, a church planting churches, and we made a big announcement. you guys want to let people know, just in case they didn't hear on Sunday, what was our big announcement from Sunday?
2: Church in a barn in Silverton. <laughs> that's right. That's right That's <laughs> there right it is. We are planting
1: a church in a barn in Silverton. That's hey, right.
0: I got to say, though, I know you were kind of um, going for the shock value of the fact that church in the barn. I've seen the barn. I've seen pictures of the barn. It is a beautiful barn, like with finished concrete. uh, It has a wall on two sides. That's right. Right. And and like some of the ideas that we have about like what this could be is is really incredible. Before we get into that, I'm hoping that we could address... There's one thing I feel like people are are reacting to. As I have conversations with people, they're reacting to this idea that every single one of us, every person, not, not the people on staff, but every person in the church is a minister.
1: Yeah, right? mm-hmm. We have
0: a ministry yeah. that your job as pastor elder, your job as pastor elder is to equip the saints to do works of ministry. So if everybody is going to receive that message and they're like, Wait a minute, I'm the one doing ministry. What does that look like practically? And, and what a great opportunity we have when we're talking about starting a church. Here we go.
1: Yeah, a lot of times people feel like I need to find the right church that feeds me and that meets my needs kind of a deal. Um, people would be uh, would grow so much more if they understood the concept that is a biblical concept, which is that when when we engage in the work of ministry, that is where true spiritual growth begins to happen, and it doesn't just mean that, like I'm, I'm serving in children's ministry or I'm helping with the parking team or whatever. That's going to be all this great growth, but what it 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 can mean that, but it doesn't just have to be that. Um, what it what it can mean is like, man, what are we? How are we serving Jesus right here and right now? How are we engaged in what God is doing? Um, you know, here in, in the local church. And it has the power to actually really transform how we look at um, the church today.
2: Yeah. I often to think about what when we're thinking stuff like this, like how have I gotten involved in the church over the last 13 years um, at Outward? And it's been a huge part of my maturing uh, as a believer um, and the way that that played out was just being a part of the church listening for opportunities seeing uh people struggle that are that are trying to do all the work themselves and and engaging on whatever level we can right from the parking lot to the pulpit there's so much opportunity for us to kind of whatever the metaphor pick up the plow and start working the ground you know and and uh And participating um, and that's a a little bit of the way that that I have been able to participate
0: it starts to put so much more meaning and purpose behind like the serving right so people I think get that we're all supposed to be serving at the church but when we when when we start talking about church planting we start thinking in terms of what what is the purpose of church what is the mission Mm. or the ministry of church and so then like I'm a minister by welcoming somebody to this. Yeah. I'm a minister by inviting somebody to this and not only welcoming and inviting, but those follow-up conversations. Like that turns into friendship relationship where somebody says, "Hey, I'm going through a thing in my marriage mm-hmm. or I'm struggling as a parent." And we're coming alongside each other, right? And so then you kind of see how like serving now takes purpose which gives like, "Oh, this is my ministry. Like mm-hmm. these people are my ministry."
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely, um, when, when people begin to engage not just in some of those normal functions but actually see themselves as part of this body, this group of people, like it's a family mm-hmm. and we're inviting people into the family and that can take on so many different kinds of, you know, that can look, uh, you know, in so many different ways, but um, a lot of what it has, has to do with is welcoming people into the presence of God. Uh, and uh, creating a place for them to be, um, hearing their hurts, hearing their struggles, hearing what's going on in their life and helping them see um, how the gospel resolves, you know, all, all of the things in life. Uh, the gospel is actually what we've always been searching for, that we keep trying to fill with all kinds of other things in our lives.
0: Tim, somebody's got to be saying, like, me? You want me to be a minister, to, to do ministry? Uh, and I, I feel like maybe nobody's more qualified, uh, to, to, speak on that
2: because I mean, cause I was so unqualified to be, a minister. it's so true. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, those are the best ministers of the gospel, aren't they? Yeah, the people that yeah. have no business, yeah, yeah. um, uh, sharing the gospel. Their life is a, a wreck or it has been a wreck, but it's starting to, it's starting to get, um, a clue of what it means to be a Christian, what it means to have a foundation that is uh, Christ under you, uh, and being able to, to begin to articulate that and work through that. That's again maturing in, in our faith, being able to share the gospel, what it's done for us, uh, what that's meant for us, and, and, and uh, taking kind of a step uh, of risk or faith and sharing that, even though maybe we're uncomfortable, maybe we haven't been. In ministry, maybe we're not paid uh, staff, but we want to take it to the next level. We want to step out. We want to participate. So, um, yeah, I'm a good example of unqualified ministers. (laughs) (laughs) What I
0: love about Outward Church is like we all are, right? Like all of us are coming from a place that, like, that guy's not going to ever be a pastor. That guy's never going to have ministry. It seems like that's where a lot of us are here at Outward Church. I love that. One of the other comments that I'm getting from people is like, but things are so good right now. Yeah. At Outward mm. Church, things are so good. Like like being together, worshiping together, we've been adding to our numbers here. People are being baptized. Like the the music's incredible. The teaching's incredible. Like why would we disrupt that? Why would we shake that up? Uh, and ask, like when things are, I feel like maybe things are, are just starting to get good, right? Mm. Uh, I mean, they've been good over
1: the years, but like, why are we shaking that up right now? Because it can't just be for us. It, it, like, uh, the gospel comes to us and, and awakens us to the reality of who Jesus is and brings us to a place of, uh, of desiring to invite other people into that. Um, early on in the church, like, uh, things maybe weren't as sweet as they are today. And today, it, there's just this sweet sense of unity and growth back then i would say i'm not sure we were ready to export our dysfunction today i think we have the opportunity to share um the unity that comes from the, the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, as it says in Ephesians 4, with other other people. Now is the perfect time to do that. And I would just say this, that it I, there's this idea of spiritual obesity that like Christians can constantly be like feeding ourselves with all of the goodness of God here. And it's great to experience that, but it, it leads to the spiritual obesity. If you're never working that out, working that off, um it just kind of leads to a dead faith there's lots of churches that we can see throughout our city that all got comfortable and said and i'm not saying every church i'm saying there are churches that have done this things got really good for a while they got themselves a building they had a, a group of people community was going awesome and that thing began to decline because they
2: never you know, exported what god was doing there i think I loved what you said on Sunday. Uh, you were talking about the uh, early, di- early days of the church, how they experienced persecution to go and, and spread the gospel around yeah. the world. But we don't have to wait for persecution. Yeah. Let's go almost like, let's sacrifice, let's suffer on purpose right now. Let's, yeah. let's take... What we've got, this great uh, body of believers, this great family, and let's do it right now. I mean, there's going to be, this is, this is going to be nerve-wracking. This is going to be challenging, starting a church in Silverton. We haven't even know what all the challenges are going to be. Yeah. But let's do that, you know, before we're forced to. Yeah. yeah. Before we get uh, smacked with, uh, I don't know, being too comfortable and whatever yeah. the, the issues are that come with that. Yeah.
0: Dude, I, I love serving uh, alongside you guys. That passion is so contagious. I, I picture you like Mel Gibson on your horse with the blue paint on your face, <laughs> riding down Freedom! and saying, let's go, you know, come on.
1: And it's, it's exciting. But, I'll wear a kilt uh, <laughs> first Sunday out. That's, I've, Dude, I've got no problem Silverton with that. Silverton people might be super into that, yeah, actually. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so, no, just real quick, we got a couple minutes left. I'm curious, share if you want something you're really excited specifically about Silverton. Uh, and maybe something that terrifies you about planting in Silverton. One or the other or neither. And we could stand awkwardly in silence, too. Good. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, that a moment of silence. Moment of silence, please.
2: <laughs> I, I'm excited. I said this on Sunday. But I'm excited to um, see guys, gals, whatever, who are just like me, who thought they knew but didn't have a clue. And see their lives get turned upside down. When they actually see it. it. Again, Matt, you were talking about the manifold wisdom of God in Ephesians. Yeah. Like the different, the multifaceted, the different perspectives. Like we could talk about the story a million different times and we wouldn't yeah. grasp how awesome it is. Yeah. And I just, I want to, I want to give them another shot. The people in Silverton. Yeah. I want to, I want to see some lives change. I want to see like, I want to see fire in people's eyes, you know, when they, when they get it. Um, so that's what I'm excited. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping God's going to do this for us. Uh, things that I'm afraid of is uh, there's lots of things that we don't know. Uh, lots of unknowns, but like what are the unknown unknowns? Like lots of things <laughs> like maybe nobody shows up, you know, maybe people hate us. Maybe they're, they're not into it, but like what haven't we even thought of that could be, uh, you know, something challenging that, that could be uh, stressful.
0: And God's gone before us right so it's like we'll figure it out like God's gonna provide so yeah yeah, that's awesome
2: yeah I think you know I've
1: preached to some empty rooms before and uh, praise God those rooms were empty when I started preaching (laughs) Uh, um, but that is nerve-wracking yeah and um, I remember the first time I I started preaching um, at a college ministry at a church in town here and I was hoping that this was gonna be this big event and I had you know, I had a band of like five guys, and there were four people in the pew. And uh, the band got done playing, and then I had to get up in front of them on a stage that was like two feet taller than them, and just felt ridiculous. And I mean, so I'm just being, I'm just being honest here. Like, it's the, it's brutal. It is, it is really. You got some P- PTSD from that, you know? Where it's like, dude, I hope that some people show up. Like, that's gonna be, that's gonna be. Uh, Terrible, but um, that's my, I guess that's my fear, and that's kind of me-centered a little bit. I don't want to feel awkward about this. The truth is, is that God, um, through those experiences, I, I remember um, one day, I mean, this had been going on for a while when I first started in ministry, where I had just so few students, and one day I was in my office, and it was right before the service, and i and once again, not many people showed up. And I was sitting in my office and I was like, God, I'm so embarrassed. I can't even go out there. I felt like such a failure because nobody showed up. And I remember the Lord. I I believe that he spoke to me in that moment. It wasn't audible or anything like that. Maybe I was imagining what God would say, but I I felt like God said to me, Matt, there's four people out there that that I want you to preach to. Are you going to do it or not? That's that's what it is. And so I think that's the perspective that we have to take is that like when, when we're starting a new work, it can't be about what what we want or what, what we're afraid of. Um, but the thing that I'm most excited about is I'm excited about seeing people who um, thought that they knew uh, but don't really know. Uh, for people that have not found a church that they felt like they could connect with. Um, because what we know is that The planting of new churches is the most evangelistic thing that you can do. And so a new church draws in new people that would not go to the churches that are in that town. So we can praise God for the gospel preaching that's already gone before us in Silverton, the great ministers of the gospel that have been there. And that's fantastic. And we just want to come in that same vein, bless them, not take from them, and and just invite people who have not been engaged with the church in a long time, or have ever been a part of part of the church. That's what I'm excited about is uh seeing lives changed. It
0: is exciting. It's Let's cool. do this, right? Yeah. This is exciting. It's finally yeah. happening. Have you uh you ever pictured him on a horse? <laughs> Has, have you ever been on a horse? <laughs> I have been on a horse. You have? Okay. I would, I would like that, uh, to that own no a horse. Gets right? pictured him. Imagery. Call to battle? Come on.
1: I sometimes <laughs> picture him. I uh Freedom Yeah. Yeah. I I, I could do it. I, I've got no problem with that.